Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You always think the League Cup, Newcastle, Hunters, Home, Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle, episode 28 for season 2023. I am your host, Chris McPherson, and we are here all thanks to the great team at Sharp DS Central Coast who've been with us all season as our major partner and have been on board for a couple of seasons now, and we appreciate their support in bringing you all of your local rugby league content And what an exciting time of year it is. We're into finals in all of our major competitions now and things are really heating up. Uh, We're getting to grand finals down on the Central Coast. We're getting deeper into the finals in the Denton Engineering Cup and Group 21 and Newcastle and Hunter semi-finals. Kick off this weekend around the grounds as do the juniors and the women's tackle. There is finals fever well and truly in the air and I am pumped about it as are our guests this week. We're going to kick it off as we do with Josh, the stats man, Spiegelman, talking all things Denton Engineering Cup and the standout performers from week one of the finals and what a week of finals. It was some really tight games in first grade and through some of the lower grades as well. Um, yeah, certainly a really good uh, weekend of footy in the Newcastle Rugby League. We're also going to have a chat with Jacob Affleck from the South Newcastle Lions having a chat about their big clash with Maitland this week for a spot in the grand final. Also talking about his new French adventure that he'll embark on alongside uh, Macquarie Scorpio to play Luke Higgins at the end of the season. So looking forward to talking about that a little with him. We're also going to head into the under-19s and chat with Will Botham from the Lakes United Seagulls, the undefeated under-19 side there from Lakes United, the minor premiers. They'll also play off for a spot in the grand final against West this weekend. And last but not least, we will catch up with the illustrious man behind the Daily Blue. Uh, many may know Josh Nielsen from all of his exploits across social media and his own podcast, but he's also... Uh, a pretty handy rugby league player in his own right, uh, although he t- will tell you that that um, is probably the biggest rap he's got about his footy career. So we'll catch up with uh, Bluey and talking about the A-grade footy competition in the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League and his uh, side at the Dudley Magpies and their chances throughout the uh, finals campaign. They kick it off this weekend up against Waratah at Waratah Oval. So looking forward to getting into that with all of those guests. Also uh, in terms of... This week, make sure you are following all of our social content to see everything that's going on in terms of League Castle. So League Castle AU on Instagram is the primary place to look at that. You can also find League Castle AUS on Facebook and give that a follow as well. So plenty of content going up between the two platforms. And of course, make sure to follow or subscribe to us on your favourite podcast platform, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you may listen to this show. Um, Yeah, certainly... Uh, give that a subscribe and a follow and uh, keep us going along. We were pumped during the week to punch through the 30,000 total listens of all, over all time, uh, which has been a big thanks to you listeners and all of the guests that have come on across our uh, 150-odd episodes across five seasons. It's been uh, some journey and uh, we look forward to it continuing for some time to come. But without too much further ado, let's kick it all off and get into this week's episode, kicking it off 
with Josh Spiegelman, a.k.a. The Stats Man. All right, as we have done for the majority of our almost 30 episodes this season, we kick it off, thanks to Lake Macquarie Forklift Services, with The Stats Man, the... uh, King of all things, numbers, statistics, mathematics. So running out of descriptions for you, Josh Spiegelman, and uh, it's only Tuesday. But, mate, uh, we are here again and this week. Much to your relief, probably, after what's been a, a very long season, but even for a footy tragic like you, uh, it must be nice to have only had two games to pull apart this week. Yeah, it was nice, Chris. Um, good to see two great games of football. Um, both score lines close. Uh, one deceivingly close I'd say we will brush on that later and the other one very very close down the wire so that's obviously first grade we're talking about and yeah plenty of footy over the weekend and um this week coming up too but yeah it is nice to have only two games to review you can sit back relax and um enjoy a little bit more we certainly can uh, plenty of finals footy across all the competitions but the Denton Engineering Cup is where our eyes are focused at the moment as you said on the scoreboards both of them look like they must have been real arm wrestles but in, in fact, neither probably were the traditional arm wrestles as such. Um, one was a game of two halves, and the other one, as you say, might have uh, flattered to deceive a little bit. It finished close thanks to a fast-finishing Cessnock, and that's where we'll start. 26-20 South Newcastle uh, ran out winners to set themselves up a major semi-final clash with Maitland in week two of the finals, mate. Uh, plenty of positives for both sides, but uh, I'm sure you've got some statistical positives for both teams. Yeah, definitely do, mate. And... Um uh, yeah, well, I'll give a little bit of a, a game wrap first. Um, one to note here was an early reshuffle from South. They lost um, Jared Flanagan there in the centres pretty early on. Um, oh, that left edge defence, so Cessnock really targeted that uh, going forward. But, you know, from letting one in soon after that departure, I thought South actually did a really good job. Uh, they had a better completion rate in the first half as well than Cessnock, which struggled in that regard, and they led 14-8 at the break. Um, another note I had for South, I thought they did a really, really good job shifting that ball early and often. It was pretty good conditions compared to the week before. Uh, not not much mud or, or, or rain, so the pitch was good. Um, gave those Cessnock big bodies a bit of a challenge to move laterally. We touched on that earlier in the season as well. You know how powerful Cessnock are up the middle, but side to side they can be exposed a little bit. So it's something they'll look to address um, in the next week as well. But not to their credit, they did they did really tighten up their completion rate in the second half um, compared to the first. And, and yeah, as you alluded to before, they came back, a um, couple of late tries, make it 26-20 the final score. Um, but, yeah, no South, credit to them. They did a really good job surprising Cessnock early here and, and building that, I guess, insurmountable lead. Um, yeah, you want to touch on it, mate, as well. You had a pretty good view for this game. Yeah, I was, uh, I was uh, ringside, fence side, sideline side, however you might want to term it. It was a, yeah, it was a great game, and had it been eighty-five minutes, we might have been talking about a different result with how Cessnock finished. But uh, unfortunately, as you say, for them, South started really well and uh, got out of the gates hard to build up that lead. And even with those couple of readjustments that they had through injuries. Uh, they they were too strong in the end and as I said they set up a game with Maitland fortunately for Cessnock it's not the end of their season and they'll have a home semi-final next week against a a resurgent entrance side which we'll we'll touch on in a minute Yeah definitely mate that's a big one for Cessnock there they don't want to go out in clean sets they got too good of a team to do that so that's going to be a big one for them but yeah we'll go back and touch on the individual stat performances of of this game I guess and there's a, a fair few to get through um, I'll start on the south side of the ball. I didn't give a 3-2-1, obviously, because the stat man of the year has been 
done and dusted and calculated to be released after the grand final. But obviously, these boys still deserve a big shout-out. We'll start with Lewis Hamilton there on the edge for South. Uh, he, he stayed out there, number 11 he was. One try, 126 metres, two tackle busts. I thought he ran really hard through that game. And, and um, yeah, a couple of tackle counts on the other side reflected how much he was getting the ball. Uh, in the middle of the field, I uh, thought Jack Welsh was, was really busy as usual for South. His work rate seems to tick up each week. He had a game-high 44 tackles at 90% and also a team-high 143 metres from 18 runs. So that's a big work rate there. He's really developing into a bit of a workhorse for them in the middle. We'll move back to the edge and um, Harry Croker, I thought, was, was superb for South. He filled in that uh, vacant centre role that Swanigan left when he got injured. So uh, that, that positional change in itself is tough, but he, he handled it really well. He diffused a few kicks randomly, which were great. Uh, ran for nearly 120 metres. Um, did lots of good things. That I looked at the stats. He didn't really do them justice. There wasn't too many flashy stats, but I thought he was really, really good out there in the centre. Um, we'll move, I guess, a little bit into Ryan Glanville. We, he got player of the match from the Newcastle Rugby League, and it wasn't hard to see why. He helped to open the scoring in this game with, a, I guess, a standard piece of RG skill. He chipped over the top. Harry Van Dyle, who gathered, the, gathered it and passed it back inside to repower in the first minute of the game. So that was a really quick start. And then RG scored a try of his own in the second half, finished with two try assists, ran for over 100 metres and made 27 tackles at 87% which is fantastic. The man we just touched on, Reeve Howard, one of his better stats games of the season, I thought, and, and real-life performances too, with a try, two try assists, two line break assists, four tackle busts, 118 metres, also 17 tackles at 100%. He's one of the better, I guess, defensive fullbacks in the comp, both reading and also registering those tackles at a high percent. Um, really, really strong, despite some really heavy contact on him all game, I thought, with kick returns and, and um, in-air challenges that were legal, obviously. Uh, last person for South I want to touch on is Harry Van Dyle. I thought he had a very strong running game as well, same as Lewis Hamilton and Reeve. He scored a try, 125 metres, five tackle busts, which is great, and a line break. So lots of South boys to give praise to in this one. Those guys in particular laid the platform, but I think one through 17 or 20, if you count, Lockie Piper's 20 will be um, happy with, with their performance in this one there. Um, Two guys I want to point out on the Cessnock side of the ball. Obviously, can't go without saying Harvey Neville scored a double, seven tackle busts and two line breaks. That's big in a losing side. And I thought Sam Clune um, was one of the best Cessnock players statistically. Even in a losing effort, he put up two more try assists and two line break assists as we released earlier in the week. He was the leader of the season in line break assists and second overall in try assists. So that was great to see him continue that. But more impressively for me, and going back to that hard running on the edge from Lewis Hamilton and Harry Croker, who was running at him all day, he amassed 36 tackles for a half, which was actually the team high at 95%, which was really impressive um, to deal with both of those hard runners and a few others running at him as well. So I thought um, Sam and Harvey were, were worth a shout out there. Yeah, they got through plenty of work. That was the edge I was on and yeah, plenty of work done and... Um, in some good news for Cessnock fans, uh, only the one charge out of the judiciary this week as well, which was Jai C, and he has been uh, let off with a caution for his late shot. So um, positive news that they uh, won't be down any players for that cause. It'll be interesting to see how South shape up with uh, some of the injuries and knocks that they took, but uh, we'll wait and see as teams get unveiled over the next couple of days, mate, but shaping up for a couple of big games next week for sure. Oh, definitely, mate. Yeah, that's good for Cessnock. They won't be um, without anyone from that last game. And, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting game, mate, because as we'll touch on right now, we'll move across to the second game. 
where Wyong met the entrance um, at a neutral venue, St. John, which was interesting to see. Uh, I had to get my mind around it for the first couple of minutes. But, uh, yeah, this match started interestingly, mate, and it was, um, I guess, highlighted a really tough, huge contact, as we know, big rivals here. I'd say both teams will be sore next week. Obviously, Wyong get to recover for a while now, but the entrance, um, I guess Warren did Seth knock a favour there because the entrance um, will be battered and bruised after that encounter for sure. And yeah, we'll go through the match wrap here. And and Wyong did start the, the better team. They um uh, they actually uh, bombed two tries in the first half. I say bomb, they knocked it on somewhat. They both were kind of tough to finish, but they still led ten nil at the break, and they actually went up sixteen nil in the second half. So you look at that scoreline in a semi final, you think well, it's not done and dusted, but it's pretty close. But Somehow the entrance came back, 17 unanswered points. There's a great effort there. Obviously highlighted by Harry Mulligan's field goal with, I think, four or so minutes to go. And it was a very exciting finish as well. Wyong regathered the kickoff. I think Lockie Hannigan jumped really high for that one. Spread it left a few tackles later to Latham, Hutchinson, Walters. who played on the wing this game. Um, really, really, I was like, oh, here they go. They're going to win the game. But, um, yeah, the touchy rule then tackled out when scoring, which I think was the right call based on the limited footage because the crowd was jumping about in the way of the camera. But we'll give props here to Jacob Koenig. He was the one who got across and forced that error. So, yeah, mate, lots of um, lots of things for Wong to take away this season. A bit of a spoiler. They'll definitely have some players in the in the player of the year, uh, team of the year, sorry, to the Statman and Lee Castle. Um, some really good memories from this season. They'll be kicking themselves. They couldn't finish some of those chances, the two tries. Two bomb tries in the first half, I think one in the second half as well. I think outside of that final play as well. So plenty of points left on the table. Their completion rate was a bit bit down as well. So, you know, they got a long season to, to plan. Um, and I can't wait to see what they do next year, mate, because we know what Mitch Williams is capable of on and off the field planning-wise. Yeah, and I'm just going to put it out there, hoping that Mitch is listening. I think he's got at least another five to six years left in him. <laughs> Hopefully, mate. Hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed. Well, mate, um, a couple of really big clashes, as you said. Uh, it's been phenomenal to to watch what we've what we've seen over the finals. And if the rest of the uh, three weeks keep dishing this up, it's going to be something to behold. Oh, it is, mate. Yeah, it's um, very exciting. The commentators for both games were loving it. Um, close finishes at the end. It was uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, stays the same going forward. No huge blowouts, and I can't see that happening based on the the parity of the comp these days, which is great. So. We'll jump into the, uh, the player stats now for this game. We'll actually start with the man we just mentioned. Mitch Williams made outstanding stat line in a beaten side. Um, this, would, this would have got him probably the two or three points in this game if we were giving points. 44 tackles at 96%. Four line break assists and two try assists, which was actually his best combined count of those two in the season, I'm pretty sure. And he, so he clutched that in this game. Um, wasn't to get the wasn't wasn't to be the win though, but he can help hold his head high um, based on that performance. And I, I tell you, I tell you, mate, he gets better with age. Literally, week by week, <laughs> he's getting better. Imagine what he'd be like by <laughs> December or come preseason and the start of next season. It's going to be phenomenal. Exactly, mate. Yeah, based on those numbers, he can definitely run around for a few more years. So hopefully, that's the case for Mitch. Um, I saw another really strong player for the Wine Roos and strong all season was Kai Hopwood in the center uh, in the second row. Sorry there. He scored a try with five tackle busts, two line breaks, 142 metres to top the team, 29 tackles at 88%, I thought was a great effort uh, from the edge back rower. Um, those two I'll highlight for Wyong, but for the entrance, there's a, there's a fair few. Um, Jacob Koenig obviously made that key tackle with a fourth there at the end. He was really strong running the ball out wide as well, 131 metres from 15 carries. Jake Woods in the middle there, number eight, um, ever reliable workman, uh, 21 carries for 169 metres. 
two tackle busts, a try assist and a line break assist, both off separate plays, which is great. Harley Ridge, the other second row, was good with 136 metres and a try and three tackle busts. Miles Lee uh, Taweli, the other stunning front rower, uh, a try, 145 metres, a line break, six tackle busts, 33 tackles at 97% with outstanding numbers. Um, Toby Key, who scored that great runaway try, so obviously basically highlighting the whole pack here. He came off the bench with a try, 14 metres of carry, four tackle busts, a line break, an offload, 100% defence. But the man who's done it all season, Kyle McLean, mate, guest on the show a couple of weeks ago or last week, absolute machine, five tackle busts, five offloads, four of them effective, a line break contribution, 197 metres from 20 carries to top the game in metres and 100% of defence. Uh, Kyle and TJ, they've had great seasons, mate, and um, be interesting to see where they fall in the teams of the year. Certainly, it'll be interesting to see where they fall in the teams of the year. It'll be interesting to see what else they can execute over the next couple of weeks, depending how far the entrants go. And even more interesting to see that um, I'm, I'm sure they'll like to claim credit for the, uh, the the backflip that it might be called that the club made with Jamie Forbes. But where they end up, they were, they were quite clearly saying they weren't going to be at the entrance next year. But with Jamie Forbes there, they may hang around for another year. So lots of what-ifs around the McLean brothers. Yeah, it'd be great to see them back, mate. We obviously know what they can do after this year. Obviously, I don't have that much time to look at other leagues. I wasn't too familiar with their games before, but they can certainly mix it with the best in this competition. And this competition's really strong, so I think they're definitely suited for this level. Um, it'd be great to see them run around. And, and on top of that, mate, uh, they get ears listening to our podcast. The most listened to episode in the history of League Castle was the episode that they were on, so... That says something. Um, either they listen to it a lot themselves or they've got a lot of people that they drew in, which we appreciate. And look, if they're going around at the entrance again next year, we'll certainly be more than happy to have them on the show. They're a couple of characters. Definitely, mate. That uh, no-filter approach to podcasting is very refreshing from some players and um, that surely drew in the audiences. But yeah, they did a good job sharing it as well. So thanks to the brothers for, for doing that. The boys were great. Mate, uh, we've talked a little bit about it. Two big games this weekend. It's Saturday at Maitland Sports Ground. Winner goes to the grand final, Maitland versus Souths. And Sunday, both games, sorry, I should say, at 2 o'clock at Cessnock. Cessnock versus the entrance. Winner goes through. Loser goes to Mad Monday. So much on the line. It's such a good time of year, mate. I, I don't know about you. I'm pumped. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to not only be a fan of this, but to be involved in it at the moment. Um, hopefully, I did a good enough job on Saturday that I'll be involved again this week. Well, time will tell, but... It's um yeah, it's, there's not much better time of the year and I know that Sunday didn't necessarily get the weather, but Saturday when you're looking, you know, the low twenties, perfect rugby league weather. If we can get some of that, especially with the tracks that they're playing on this weekend, we could be in for an absolute treat. Oh, definitely, mate. Yeah, two mouth watering matchups here. Um, four strong teams that people probably pinpointed as, as just being at this stage at the remaining part of the competition. Um I, we would put some polls up already, and the and the punters seem to side with Maitland, much to Jack Welsh's disappointment. Well, actually, enjoyment because he likes being the underdog, so he'll cop that one. This Even when he's an underdog, it's not an upset, though, right? So we've got to remember that. I did want to give a quick mention to to um, South Newcastle and uh, Maitland as well. We're down to four teams in three grades, and both of those clubs, I believe, if my maths is correct. Uh, have their teams in all three grades this weekend. So, um, yeah, it's going to be uh, an interesting one in terms of how that all shapes up. Uh, the 19s, we've got Lakes and West playing in the major semifinals, South and Maitland at Cessnock on Sunday in the 19s. In first grade, obviously, it's South and Cessnock. And in reserve grade, it will be West playing Maitland in the major and South playing Cessnock 
in the minor. So Cessnock with a couple of sides in, West with a couple of sides in, and then uh, Lakes in the entrance with one side each. So well done to all the clubs that are, that are still remaining because a couple have uh, fallen by the wayside, mate. Yeah, that's um, tremendous from both of those clubs. That shows the depth they both have, and um, they're in a great place moving forward. And that's, you know, great thanks to people like Frank Lawler and Maddie Lantry at Mayland, and then, you know, Bobcat coming on board the last couple of years and um, doing great things at South and their support staff there. And they've built a good culture based on what we've seen on, on social media and around the joints. So, uh, lots to be happy about at those two clubs. Mate, some might say if you uh, pay attention to Frank's social media that Frank's the common denominator. He's moved to across the road from Townsend Oval. Has he? That's an interesting one. Yeah, so uh, I'm sure he'll claim that he wins tipping calls. There's nothing the man can't do. He's, uh, you know, he's responsible for the creation of one of the joint winners of last year's Statsman. So any, anything that anyone wants, Frank's your man. Maybe, maybe we'll get him on to take our jobs next year. Yeah, we'll get him on as a third host. He can be the assistant stat man. I'm sure he's got the time. <laughs> uh, on, on that, mate, on the stats man pieces as well, we're working with Newcastle Rugby League on some presentations for a few of our awards. We can also confirm that the uh, that our, finally we've got off the ground with getting a trophy to recognise the stats man player of the year, which is currently in manufacture, as are some awards uh, and some mementos, I guess, some medallions for the team of the year, for all the players that make the team of the year. Only the first team of the year, unfortunately, due to budget. And also for those um, those other key awards that we're working with Newcastle Rugby League on. So really pumped to have uh, pressed uh, go this week on uh, the order of uh, 26 mementos, if my maths serves me correctly, that we can uh, give, give out to uh, everyone to recognise some really phenomenal seasons, mate. Yeah, it's fantastic, Chris. Thanks for organising that. And also thanks to the sponsors for giving us the money for that as well so we're not dipping in our own pockets this year. Um, that'll be great to give to the players. And obviously for the fans of the show, we'll be releasing those. Uh, we've already released the stat category winners, as they've seen. But yeah, the, the teams of the year, the stat man of the year, post-grand final, we'll do a social media release, some cool graphics in the, in the, in the works for that, which I'm sure people will like. And then on the back of that, some nice trophies and medallions as you've mentioned so exciting times and um yeah that's that's great stuff man it certainly is and, and we do think as you say uh lake macquarie forklifts shipley meets and sharp ds central coast but i also want to just throw in a mention to pernell's trophies who are doing the trophies absolute dream to deal with and they've really looked after us in terms of it so we appreciate that uh, they're a key part for a lot of clubs and i know the league and a number of the clubs utilize them as well so um, a great local business that's been around for quite a while so make sure you get out and support all of those um, but yeah, it's certainly um, yeah really exciting for us to have something. Uh, it was great to give prizes last year, but it's something a little bit more substantial as well alongside that uh, this year, which we're really pumped about uh, in terms of having something to, to, to give to you or to recognise those seasons. But um, yeah, it's certainly been a big year for you, mate, uh, crunching all those numbers and only three weeks to go, mate, and then we'll be able to crown not only all of these wonderful things after grand final, but also... Some major premieres at McDonald Jones Stadium on the second of September. It uh, feels like it's only just around the corner. That's because it is. It is, yeah, mate. We've made it. Um, yeah, lots, lots to go with water under the bridge before that stage, I guess, for these four teams and obviously across all grades as well. But it should be a great day out, no matter who's there. I'm looking forward to going and hopefully meeting some people, some players, some fans. Whoever wants to to come shake my hand or abuse me, feel free. Any. Anyone, anyone, any needs, anyone needs any pointers on you know counting or stats or has clarifications <laughs> around why their stats didn't get you know you know uh, where they are? I will say Josh is beyond reproach and will not allow you to bribe him for your stats for next year just before um, anyone asks. And you know I'm not looking at anyone in particular, but I'm sure we can think of a couple of names who might message the uh, the podcast and uh, ask for those sorts of favours, mate. 
I'm sure we can, mate, but as, as the punters know, I'm on a great salary here at League Castle, so I'm well sorted for fun. <laughs> exactly right, mate. Uh, and, uh, mate, uh, in terms of the show ahead, it's going to be uh, a big one. We've got La Ligue de Rugby Superstar in Jacob Affleck coming on the show, so uh, looking forward to that, and everyone will understand why that is when they tune in shortly. Um, and uh, also um, some other guests coming on. We're, we're going to delve into the uh, the lower grades as well, the 19s and reserve grade as we head close to the grand final, so I'm pumped for that uh, to give a bit of recognition there too. But, mate, a big thank you to you. I look forward to um, getting your random questions to clarify what penalties are for uh, after the games on the weekend, which uh, is, a, is a fun little piece of our chat group that uh, pulling back the curtain, mate. Um, on the weekend, and uh, yeah, look forward to chatting all things uh, Dent Engineering Cup with you again next week. Yeah, that's awesome, Chris. Thanks for your work on the touchline, obviously there. And um, yeah, they've they've moved across to commentary, obviously in the live for the the, the big semis. So it's, there's no ref season for you wait for the delayed one. So um, sometimes need that clarification from the man who's on the scene, and no better than yourself, mate, because you've probably got the best player ID in the comp. So good stuff from you, and I hope listeners enjoy the weekend coming up. It's going to be a blockbuster. Um, going to be a blockbuster in the NRL as well. Night six in a row. Let's uh, let's talk about that briefly before we go. Yeah, well, mate, you may as well talk about the Knights because no one wants it. I don't want to talk about the Raiders. They broke a ten-year streak of scoring a try in every match, which is pretty cool in itself. But it's shit that it's over. Anyway, um, that was horrific. Oh, I'm glad I did not sit through all eighty minutes of that. I probably would have been at Bunnings for a length of rope. But mate, well done to the Knights. It's good to see the vibe. I see the Knights Rabbitohs is sold out already, which is awesome to see. That's going to be an absolute belter this weekend. A win for the Knights could actually see them leapfrog my Raiders, which six weeks ago neither of us thought was going to happen. No, definitely, mate. That um, that Raiders for and against is a bit of a concern, isn't it? But uh, let's see if they hang on. Be good for both of us to get in the finals and shaft one of the other teams, like the Roosters or the Eels. But yeah, we'll see how we go. Always good um, to shaft anyway. the Roosters. <laughs> they deserve it, mate. All, all the gear, no idea the Roosters, and by gear I mean money, not actual gear. So, oh, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> we, we, we won't we won't cast cast any aspersions on things that we can't can't uh, draw lines to. We can we can draw lines to third party sponsorships and all those sorts of things, but. Yeah, mate, um, it's yeah, it's an exciting time in the NRL. The Knights are going well. The Knights women equal first on the ladder as well with the Raiders, mate. We're both uh, only the one loss. So, mate, uh, maybe it'll be a Knights-Raiders grand final in the NRLW and we'll forget about the NRL. Oh, that'll be the dream, mate. That's what it's all about, right? The flavour of the year, the Women's World Cup, the Women's NRLW, our team's doing well. So that's good stuff, mate. But, um, yeah, I hope everyone has a good week and enjoy the footy and the week ahead. All right, well, it is time to dig into the Denton Engineering Cup and we are into finals. Week one is behind us and we're having a chat to a man who had a good win on the weekend. It finished a little tighter than they might have liked after they got out to a good start, but uh, here's none other than South Newcastle Lions flying winger, Jacob Affleck. Jacob, welcome uh, to League Castle, mate. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. That's all right, mate. Um, you guys got out to a, a pretty red-hot start on the weekend, but uh, Cessnock finished fast. You're probably glad it was 80 minutes and not 85. Yeah, mate. We, um, at first, we were pretty good. It was pretty close, and then we sort of ran away a little bit in that second half. But credit to Cessnock, they kept turning up, and that last sort of seven minutes, they scored two quick tries and, and ended up pushing us right to the bell. Yeah, they certainly did. Um, it got uh, down to six points, mate, and, and they're going to be a handful. Speaking of teams that, that went to the bell, mate, uh, they'll take on the entrance this weekend. Anything that one's going to shape up before we dig into South? It, both sides finished really well in their games. The entrance getting over the top and Cessnock, as we just touched on, closed that gap right down against yourselves. 
Yeah, it's sort of a a tough one because I heard that um, the entrance got a few injuries again on the weekend, but then they seem to, they've had a few injuries all year and they managed to bounce through and and whoever stepped up does a a job at hand. So, sort of a tough one, mate. I I, I sort of feel like they might, the entrance might upset Cessnock out there. Um, They've done it last time, but then saying that Cessnock, Cessnock were a tough game on the weekend, mate, and and they're, they're full of talent, so, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one, as you say, especially uh, a few players with some head knocks at the entrance will be uh, hoping are cleared through protocols, etc., and uh, are good to go, including some, some decent names that we know. Mao Utah was one name I saw thrown around, and Grant Nelson, another two big names from their back line, and uh, I think they, uh, a bit like yourselves, mate, uh, ended up with some big bodies playing out on the edge, and that's probably something that, that went amiss from lots of people on the weekend, mate. Uh, Croak's playing out on that edge. He's done it a few times this year when injuries have uh, have hit. How's uh, how's Flash travelling, mate? What's the story there? Can we can we shed any light? Uh, so Flash is he's um he's got the eleven day stand down, unlike unfortunately. Um, but yeah, Croak's has sort of been our Mister Fix It this year. It just seems like wherever we put him, he does a job and he does a good job at it as well. Mate, um, I certainly wouldn't have been wanting to run at that edge between having him and Lewis Hamilton defending next to each other. Uh, there wasn't much uh, room to get through and, and everyone that went through there, I know Harvey Neville got through plenty of work running at them and defending them. Um, it would have been, it was, it would have been a, uh, a, a pretty solid sleep, I reckon, on uh, Saturday night for Harvey. Yeah, Harvey and White, sure. Uh, White runs a real good line, so um, they've done a pretty good job on him on the whole edge, really. Um, yeah, it was good to see so there was, mate. Uh, so in terms of things outside of a flash from the weekend, everyone else looking pretty fit, and um, obviously you've got some some options around that. I know there was some late reshuffles with uh, Marshall dropping back to reserve grade from the originally named team. So you've obviously got him to call on as well as the option of Croaks there with Flash being out. Uh, yeah. Well, um, un- well, Singer was actually meant to back up for us on the weekend and play off the bench, but he um, he ended up getting a head knock as well in the first sixty seconds. So. A lot of people didn't realise that, but he um, so he got knocked out, and then obviously Flash got knocked out early in the game. So we ended up calling on two boys that have played Campbell Scott and Steve Lee. They both played reserve grade, and then they ended up backing up and doing a job for us as well, which is massive effort. Mate, Campbell Scott, you know he's going to go well, mate. He's a podcaster, us podcasters. We'll just roll out for multiple games. Mine are easy. They're on the touchline. He's you know a little bit harder getting through some work in the middle. Yeah, he. Uh, Cam done really well for us. So yeah, he he would have punched out sixty five in reserve grade and then come out and played probably twenty four. So he done real well. He's, he's used to getting through plenty of heavy lifting, mate. He's been carrying nil so on what's new in the castle for a while. Oh, that's a heavy lift too. It's a very heavy lift. <laughs> <laughs> the literal fireman's carry. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Mate, um, we'll dig into your, your side and, and what's happening this weekend uh, in a moment. I did have a uh, a bit of a, a piece I wanted to. I guess, touch on with you. And, uh, mate, uh, you're heading off to France with, uh, well, he's a bloke you've known for a long time, but he's, he's a bit of an enemy at the moment. But you're going you're gonna to line up with uh, Higo from the Scorps, mate, uh, over in France, um, heading over for their uh, their Elite 2 Rugby League competition with uh, Villefranche, uh, uh, Aveyron. My French is poor. I hope yours is a bit better than mine, mate. <laughs> no, mate, you, you've done well pronouncing it because I can't even pronounce it and French pretty terrible as well but yeah we um me and, me and Luke both managed to jag a gig over there and managed to do it together which is pretty pretty fitting considering we've grown up playing footy together our whole lives except for when he he moved out at Macquarie so 
uh, it's pretty exciting, something to look forward to. Certainly is, mate. Um, and uh, in terms of players playing overseas at the moment, mate, we've seen a, uh, a couple of boys um, over there at the moment in Lock Wormsley and um, the other one's escaping, Jake Mazin. Uh, they've just uh, had, had a pretty good day out at Wembley, mate. So um, you've got some, some big shoes and big shadows to, to follow. Yeah, I don't, I'd love to play at Wembley, but I don't see it happening. But um, no, it was good to see. Obviously, I played with Lockie Wormsley in 2018. Um, and I've versed Jake Mason as well. So it's good to see local boys from our comp go over and play in a different comp and play good footy and, and win competitions like that. Yeah, it certainly is, mate. It shows a, um, a good, uh, I guess, platform in terms. And we've seen plenty of the boys go over and play in some of the French and English competitions. Uh, our next guest, actually, mate, Josh Bluey-Nielsen, went over there uh, for the Gateshead Thunder. I think he uh, probably distinguished himself a bit more off the pitch than he did on sometimes. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's good to see the, um, the pathway continuing on. And that's it, a great opportunity for you guys, I guess, to uh, experience some culture. But some might think that the South of France is going to be a nice holiday, mate. You were just telling me about what the weather's going to be like during the footy season. It's not quite the uh, summer and vineyards that people might be uh, imagining. Nah, mate. It's not what you're seeing at the moment with all, all the sun and the warm weather. It's um, top of four and a low of minus four. So I, um, I think we'll be pretty well rugged up over there. Well, we'll have to um, try and find some, some ways to uh, get some updates on it, mate, uh, and keep everyone up to date on the League Castle because I'm sure everyone will be uh, interested in tracking a couple of local boys and how you're going over in the south of France. So in terms of heading over, mate, the, the language barrier, how, how many words can you get out at the moment and, and how fast of an improvement do you think you're going to need or are you just going to re- rely on Higo as a translator, which could be very dangerous? <laughs> well, Higo's actually been getting tutoring lessons, um, <laughs> but I haven't, so... The scary part is, yeah, I am going to be leaning on him because I know as much as bonjour and mercy, and that's about it. I, I, <laughs> so I, I, I give you, I can give you a tip. We means yes, so you know, um, yeah, just be yeah, careful well, what you say go. that to. So there you go. You're up to three words now. Um, <laughs> I, I reckon he goes prime for stitching you up with something here in the translation. It's a massive opportunity, I reckon. Oh, it's huge. No doubt he will. Yeah, that's good, mate. That'll be a good story. And we can't wait to have a chat about that when you boys get back, mate. We'll have to get you guys on once you're back over next year and uh, have you to chat about what the experience is like and, and what it's like over there in terms of the standard of footy and stuff. But, uh, mate, in, in terms of things this weekend, uh, what's going to be the keys taking on a Maitland side that's only lost once this year on their home turf up at Maitland Sports Ground? It's not an easy place to go. Wonderful field to go and take, take on, but a tough side and a tough assignment, uh, especially through the middle for your guys, but all across the park. Yeah, it's sort of um, it's a sort of a, a challenge that we're all excited for, really, to to go up there and, like you said, they've only lost once this year, and and to go up there and beat Maitland's near impossible. So, something to look forward to. I think with with Maitland, you've got to take your opportunities when they're there, and and you've got to ask them. They don't give you many opportunities, um, so that that that's probably one thing. And then obviously, trying to trying to wrap up their their boys in the middle, which isn't easy either, but. Um, I think if you can stop their forwards going forward, you're, you're a long way. Yeah, they've certainly got a, uh, a fairly impressive forward pack. But as I said, you can't really just say that, you know, there's one element. You know, you've got uh, Chad O'Donnell and Brock Lamb in the halves. You've got, you know, guys like Sopal Lawler and Gary Anderson on the edges and even their wingers and fullbacks. Like, you know, there's, there's just names everywhere, mate. So um, when you've got guys like Pat Mattiatia when they're at full strength coming off the bench, it uh, gives you a bit of a tip as to how deep they run. Yeah, that's exactly right. Their, their outside backs are just as just as good as their forwards. You know, like you said, you got Gary Anderson and, and Matt Sobel. They're both both strong strong runners of the ball. And then 
you've you've got Mitchie Cohen and they've got Reid Alchin back this week as well, which is another big name as well. Sounds like Matt Lantry's going to have a problem narrowing it down to 17, mate. Yeah, it'd be a nice headache, wouldn't it? Certainly would, mate. But um, you're, you guys are certainly not without um, you know some arguments for why you're a good chance. You, you ran them deep on Sleepy's Day. You put together a huge string of runs, wins running into that. So I'm sure you guys are confident that you've got the cattle and the ability to, to take them down and uh, made a, a gritty hit out against Cessnock where you managed to hang on. Certainly won't harm that confidence. No, that's right. We're, um, we're confident that we can beat anyone on the day and I, I think that that goes throughout the whole with who's left really in the semi-finals. You know, it's just not pushed us on the weekend and and even um, the entrance pushed Maitland in the last round. So it just goes to show that on the day, anyone can beat anyone, really. Certainly does, mate. So it'll be interesting to see and we'll certainly keep an eye on this weekend's games, a couple of big games. Something else I want to touch on really quickly before we let you go, knowing that it's after training, mate, and you probably wanted to go and rest up. Mate, it's a huge effort. Josh, the statsman, and I were having a chat before your two clubs this weekend are the only two clubs left standing. There's, when we think about it, there's literally across the three grades 12 teams left and you've both got teams in all three grades. Uh, Maitland probably a touch better position. They've got two teams in the major semis, but you guys have got both uh, your lower grades playing in the minor semis on the weekend as well as you guys in the major semi and A grade as well in the finals for you guys. So four men's teams all in finals this weekend, which has got to be, um, got to be a, a nice sense of pride around you know, the camaraderie that the club's built there and the depth that you've got running. Yeah, 100%, mate. We um, we finished second in the club championship, which goes to show that you lower teams have got to be doing that to to get in that position. Um, but, yeah, the reserve grade boys were – they got beat on the weekend, but the 19s were sort of unlucky. They lost it in the last three minutes off a, off a kick that ricocheted off a post. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's really good. And then, obviously, the A-grade boys, they're, they're pushing for finals as well. I think they're in elimination this weekend, so – Hopefully that they can they can keep it alive as well. Yeah, well, they've both got big clashes um, on Sunday. They'll play uh, against Maitland in the 19s. Uh, so it'll be the two sides the same as first grade, but the elimination and up against Cessnock at home at Cessnock, which is a tough one after losing the qualifying final to uh, head up there to take on Cessnock. But I'm sure the boys will be up for it. It's a big weekend for the South Newcastle Club and yeah, A-grade also playing in the elimination final up against Windale, I believe, Waratah Oval. So... Uh, a big weekend for the club, mate. All the best of luck. And uh, we look forward to hearing uh, some updates throughout from you and uh, Big Higo heading over there to what I've now, through a little bit of research while we've been talking, discovered uh, nicknamed Les Loops, which translates to the Wolves, mate. So there you go. There's some more French for you. I'm, uh, that's about all I've got for you, though. <laughs> uh, it's too easy, mate. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'll be happy to have a chat once we get back, let you know all about it. Sounds like a plan, mate. Good luck for the rest of this season and enjoy the trip to France. Too easy. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Well, it's time as the finals heat up to keep on digging deep into the Newcastle Rugby League competitions. And now we're going to take a bit of a different slant, thanks to Shipley Meets at Rutherford. And we're going to head into the under-19s competition. We're going to talk to a man from the undefeated minor premiers at Lakes United. He also made some appearances in the grade ranks this year. He is none other than Will Botham. Will, thanks for uh, jumping on Lee Castle. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, now, mate, uh, I touched on it there. You, um, you've come through the ranks there at Lakes and uh, were fortunate enough this year to make your debut. And while the result wasn't the best, mate, uh, you did all right uh, starting out on the wing and uh, picking up a double on debut. Not, uh, as I said, not getting the win, but uh, outside of the win, it couldn't have been a much better debut. 
yeah, no, I had a, it was a great day for it, especially getting the opportunity to have the debut at home, which was extra special. Being able to have all the family in that there, which was great. But um, yeah, it was just grateful to get the opportunity off, obviously, Bubba and all the first grade staff and the club. Uh, it was a bit different being out on the wing compared to being out at fullback, but I adapted to that throughout the week, which was good. And then, yeah, we didn't get the result on the day, but yeah, still had a great time and enjoyed every minute of it, which was good. Yeah, certainly, mate. And um, look, you know, in terms of making your debut, as you said, not your most familiar position out there on the wing, but it must have been reassuring to have a man that's like the Incredible Hulk in terms of Jesse Pascoe just inside you. Yeah, definitely. He's a meter eater for sure. He's never afraid to run the ball and I, was, I felt pretty handy having him inside me in defence, which was good. And, mate, in terms of that back line and, and the way it sort of finished the year in first grade, it, it's exciting, I guess, if you're a, you know, and you're obviously, as we touch on it, a Lakes product there, mate. It's exciting for Lakes fans. The, the youth in that back line with Zeke and Caleb on the other flank and, you know, some of those other guys that are, that are floating around um, at the club now in terms of the back line especially, it, there's uh, plenty of positivity and, I guess, plenty of people with plenty of years in the tank to come. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Zeke, he's had more games than me this year in first grade and he's been killing it too and his brother inside in it at the back end of the year with Caleb. Yeah, very young team. Hopefully in the future we can just, Obviously, build on this back end of the season, having winning three out of the four in first grade, which was good. And even throughout the year, we've had uh, Mason Forbes. He debuted as well. He's in our under nineteen team as well, which was great. So, hopefully, the future's looking bright for us. Yeah, mate. Uh, the one that we missed, of course, who's uh, he'll, be, he'll probably be a little dirty because he's not exactly uh, an older head either. Is uh, Lockie Fitz at the back as well? He's um, really uh, done a good job to make that number one jersey his own at the back end of the season too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that was a good pickup for us to get him coming in through, um, throughout the early parts of the year. I'd spoken to him about it because I know him outside of rugby league, which was great to have him come along and him just hopefully staying at the club and we can just produce and us young boys can obviously build some chemistry and hopefully just progress as the years go on. But yeah, Lockie has definitely been a great bonus for us. And, mate, I touched on it in terms of the 19s and an undefeated run throughout the season. There's got to be some confidence there, but I'm sure you're well aware of the, the threat that the other three teams that are left pose as you come up against them and you won't be taking them lightly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it was great to have undefeated season. Um, it shocked me, to be honest. I was very... At the start of the year, I was very excited because we have a very young team. Like, a lot of the boys have come up into their first year of 19s, but to have an undefeated season... It was it was great, but um, definitely completely new ball game now coming into the final series and these other teams they're definitely finding their form at the back end of the season as well. Like we had some close games against West the other week and Maitland they've hit the front foot and they're really striding through. And South like last week against West that was a real close game, so everyone's in the running for it for sure. Did you get a chance to get out to Townsend on Saturday and have a look at that one and uh, size up the the two sides that finish just behind you on the ladder? I actually didn't get the chance, but the majority of our team was out there and we're getting constant score updates and whatnot throughout the group. And, yeah, I, was, I pretty much felt like I was at the game anyway from what I was getting told every second of it, which was good. Yeah, and so that, that rivalry you touched on, last time you played them, West, who you've got this weekend, 8-7, a bit of an unusual scoreline, mate, but you, the boys snuck home. Um, what's going to be the keys this week? Is it, is it something that you'll be focusing on external or is it very much just about keeping on doing what you've been doing and, and working on the Lakes game plan uh, in the week in the lead-up to the major semi? I feel like it's really just 
us focusing on just us as a team. And I feel like back in the past when we burst these few like teams throughout the year, we've been a bit worried about what's coming up against us. Whereas I think, well, considering we've played West a lot in the past few rounds, which has been, I guess, a good thing as well. So we already know what's coming at us. But I think just this week throughout the week, we just need to focus on us and just realise that semi-final football is it's a completely different game compared to all these round games. So it's good that we've had a good season throughout the round games, but we need to hit the front foot for these semi-finals. Yeah, certainly, mate. And in terms of it, you, you touched on off the air, mate. Uh, nice, nice bit of a, a training run on Saturday before the boys headed over to Townsend that did go over. Everything's uh, looking pretty good. Everyone's pretty fit. No uh, major concerns at this stage. No major concerns at the moment, which is really good to say. Hopefully, I can't. I don't jinx it or anything like that. But yeah, we've had boys injured every here and there all throughout the season, but everyone's everyone's fit now. Um, Mason Forbes, he's still coming back from an injury he had a few rounds ago. But, I mean, um, I hope we're hoping he's available at the back end of the final series. But for now, we're just, we've got everyone that we need to get this win. So hopefully we can just continue on with everyone right now. But, yeah, everyone's healthy, which is good to see. Mate, in, in terms of the club, uh, a little disappointing, obviously, that the Reggies boys got defeated on Sunday at St. John. But... The club's still in good stead, mate. I know some of the... Well, you've got the women's tackle on the C grade. They both took out the minor premierships like yourselves and uh, some of the junior girls as well in action this weekend at Carl. So uh, plenty of teams for the club still representing the blue and gold. Yeah, 100%. The clubs they're finding some real good players and we're all coming together, which is good to see that, obviously, from first grade all the way back down to even the younger girls, um, they were really just trying to build a good culture at the club, which is good to see. And as you said, to get those minor premierships for the girls and C grade, it's really good. And even the um, women's tackle in the under-17s as well, they're going really well. I think they're – my sister's actually in that team. I think they're running second at the moment, which is good to see. that Everyone's coming up through. And even though our first grade didn't finish how we want to, but everyone else is still kicking on, which is great. Yeah, well, there's certainly some positives, as you said, at the back end of the first grade season. And yeah, in terms of those girls, I think the uh, the junior uh, women's tackle, the 17s, you said, uh, I think they've got a home semi-final, the 17s, and the, and the women's tackle semi-finals at home this week. So uh, you might have to sneak down, uh, or it might clash, I think, looking at it, 9 o'clock and 10.45. Mate, the family's going to be divided this weekend. Yeah, the family will be divided this weekend. I think my little sister's already been trying to get convince the family to get to her game, so we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, it'll be a great day, day at Carl Oval, hopefully. Um so sad not we can't be there for it, but hopefully everyone all comes away with the win. Well, hopefully if you both win this weekend, mate, she'll have a grand final next weekend and you'll be into the grand final the weekend off weekend after with a weekend off so the family can get to both thereafter, the big ones which count. Yeah, hopefully that's the plan. Hopefully it all goes goes to plan. All right, mate. Well we know who you're gonna be tipping on Saturday and, and we encourage all of the Lakes faithful to get up there to Maitland Sports Ground. Um, it's certainly not a home game, mate, but it's gonna be a good track for a cracking game between yourselves and West for a spot in the grand final. But the big question is, who's going to win in the minor semi-final, mate? Souths had a red-hot shot against West last week and only fell just short to take you guys on. Maitland, though, they put on a real show against Curry and, and were pretty close to West the week before. So both Souths and Maitland have lost to, by two to West in the last fortnight, so not a lot between them. Yeah, as you say there, yeah, they've both just only lost to West, which is it's hard to separate them, really, but... um. I don't know who I'm thinking about towards this week with that, that game. It's, it's very hard to pick because Maitland towards this back end of the season, they've really flipped the switch, I think, and they've really 
come to their senses and starting to play some good footy. And so are South as well. And I don't know, it's going to be a close game, but I think that, I don't know, maybe it'll come down to the wire, that's for sure, but I reckon South might pull away, but we'll have to just wait and see what happens. Yeah, both both sides have got a legitimate case to say that they should head in as favourites with the form they've finished the season in. But as we said, the big one is on Saturday for you guys. We wish you all the best, mate, uh, from the Blue and Gold uh, up against West on Saturday. I'm sure it's going to be an absolute belter to kick off the day at Maitland Sports Ground. A big day up there. And uh, as I say, wishing you all the best and uh, hopefully see you uh, heading into grand final week uh, with the Lakes boys still holding that undefeated mantle aloft. Yeah, hopefully. It's going to be a great day up at Maitland. So hopefully we can come away for the win and keep going through the final series. All right. Thanks for coming on, Will, and we appreciate your time. Thank you. All right, well, it's uh, it's not often that uh, the guest that I have on is a more experienced podcaster than me, but the man that we have on now, we are actually here to talk rugby league, but uh, two uh, podcasters who can absolutely dribble for the best of it and talk a bit of footy in between. All thanks to Lake Macquarie Forklift Services, our sponsor for the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League. Uh, he's probably better known to many of you as the man behind the Daily Blues, Blues Chews and a hundred other things out there, but he also <laughs> plies his trade every now and then in a, in a very snug black and white jersey for the Dudley Magpies, Josh Bluey-Nielsen. <laughs> Welcome back to League Castle, mate. If my memory serves me correctly, you were on the first ever episode of League Castle with me, and that was five and a half years ago. Uh, uh, yeah, you've you got a better memory than I do, mate. I can't remember what I had for Brecky, but um, yeah, I think I did the first one and then I think... I've also got the prestigious title of being the first bloke to appear in back-to-back seasons as well. So, uh, but it's been a while. I don't know how long. And then, and then, Tim, Christ- one, and then Tim Christie's been paying us off ever since to make sure he gets more more appearances than anyone else, and we'll get to him in a minute. He's a better sort than I am as well, so it's, uh, I don't blame you for picking him over me. How are you, mate? Good to be back. I am going well, mate. It is great to have you back. We've uh, been ships in the night a little bit a couple of times in the last couple of seasons, and we finally got here. Uh, mate, uh, you're a hard man to pin down. Since then, you've gone all sorts of places. A Steel City ad was uh, was up there with the best of it, mate, uh, giving a few pointers to the uh, the great Matty Johns in the eighth. Yeah, that was one of the great days. Uh, that was actually Valentine's Day. I, ended up, uh, I, I did make you know, dinner plans with the bride, but I had a thousand schooners at the Bellbird Hotel through the day at that one and, uh, and just, just made it to dinner. But uh, no, that was, that was one of the great days. I was very, very lucky to be a part of that. Very no, good fun. No, no further call-ups from Matt Nable because he was obviously on it as well to you know get you involved in you know the next season of Mister In Between or something else. Yeah, no, nah, nothing from Nabes yet, but I am waiting by the phone for his call. He did say he was going to, so I'll take his word for it. Mate, if you, if, you, if you need anyone to, ju- <laughs> you know, like if, if you want to just take out his voice box, I'm keen to get him involved in just you know the, the gig that he's on doing those voiceovers, just wandering through you know dimly lit tunnels and things. Mate, that, 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 that's, up, that's, a life mate. From, that's a life for me, I reckon. Um, yeah. well, we watched it live. The one he did in the Steel City ad, we all hung around and watched him do it live. It was outstanding. Yeah, my, my, my problem is, like, you know, like, I mean, he's not exactly a, a male model, but, uh, yeah, they'd have to get, like, a... Like, was it Friends and uh, they had Phoebe was the face for someone else singing? That'd, that'd be me. I'd need someone else as the face <laughs> wandering, wandering through, lip-syncing my words. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, no, maybe no, we can team up, mate. You can, you can be, we'll get Tim Christie on there. There you go. There's his call. Beautiful. We'll get Big TC on there. <laughs> oh, I love it. He'd, he'd love that too. He'd sign up for that TC, I reckon. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, beautiful. But anyway, let, let's, get into, let's get into a few things, mate. We are just chatting off air. We had uh, Jacob Affleck on a little bit before. The boys are heading over to France. Uh, to play in a bit of the uh, Elite 2 competition over there, mate. You're a man, as I touched on with Jacob, who um, spent some time, uh, and to your own, uh, to your own uh, description, probably burgled a few extra uh, 
extra periods or contracts than you probably should have. But uh, over at the Gateshead Thunder, which now are the Newcastle Thunder, and are now in the championship, you know, pushing undoubtedly and aiming for Super League, mate. So I'm sure you'll claim that you were the uh, the one that laid the foundation for him to get to that point. 100%, mate. 100%. It's like, sort of like the Melbourne Storm in the early days. Like, they're only kind of where they are now because of the bikes perform and full credit for all the success. Oh. So you're basically Marcus okay, Boy, is I what you're telling like, me. Yeah, I take full credit for all the success that that club's going to have, mate. So <laughs> that was great. I was very fortunate to have two seasons up there at Thunder, up in the north of England there. And very loose town, but uh, a, lot, a lot of really, really good people there. And uh, Yeah, I was only meant to stay for one season and somehow wrangled a, a second deal there and like, so much fun mate like just just yeah like you say probably more more off the field than on but um but yeah very very fortunate i was at a year in cork too in the in the south of ireland playing rugby and so i was saying before just before we flicked the um flicked the mics on just any any young like jakey and uh, and lukey higgins are, are going over and any young blokes who get the opportunity to go whether it's france or or the uk or, or ireland or wherever couldn't recommend it enough, eh? Like you got, you know, you walk into a footy club. Generally, they, they love all these. You get, you know, twenty mates straight off the bat, and you get the opportunity to travel and, and meet new people and uh, and and have a lot of fun. So, couldn't recommend it enough. Anyone listening, uh, thinking about it, definitely do it. Mate, is there any truth in the rumor that when you signed, you thought you were going to Gateshead, just south of Charlestown? Yes, hundred percent. I thought I was going to the Gateshead Zebras. The Gateshead Zebras. Well, to to with Cowboy Snowden <laughs> at the helm, I love it. Yeah, Great man. That's that's why I signed. I thought it was a lot. I thought it was weird they were paying me in town. But I was very <laughs> anyway, so I I'll take it. Mate, um, you would have blended in well in Ireland, uh, being a you know a fairly fair ranger as well, mate. Yeah, I was more. I look more Irish than anyone there. It was outstanding. Yeah, beautiful. Now I, I do have to have one question, mate. You've, you've played a few clubs now. Uh, had, while you were overseas, did you meet anyone that was as big a character as loose as the two Collins boys? Uh, what? As big a... Just, 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 just well, that, that magic combination those two boys are, just absolute loose units, but absolutely champion blokes at the same time. Nah, nah, they're, they're one of a kind, uh, Bruno and Tezza. They're, um, yeah, they're, they're, you only find them here. Very, very special. Nah. You met all, I did meet some big, big characters, but nothing quite like those boys. I'm very, great. I'm very concerned about Sambo or Bruno, as you call him, uh, getting mentored by Justin Carney down in Albury at the moment. It's a dangerous time. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> he's terrifying. Absolute legend. And he's probably taken over and he's running all of Albury. And uh, I love the updates. They're going pretty well down there with the Thunder down. Uh, I think they're in Group 9, so the boys are doing well. But, mate, let's turn our attention to Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League. And uh, speaking of good blokes, Ethan Cooks jumped on board as captain coach and has lured you back out to the black and white, the Magpies. Mate, how's how's the season been? You're obviously you obviously made your way into finals, finished in the in the top three, which isn't too shabby at all. After a few ups and downs, changes the ladder, and we'll probably leave that enough said. But mate, uh, yeah, how's how's it been, mate? Having the likes of him and Bones out there, uh, probably a couple of handy blokes to be steering you around. Yeah, so much fun, mate. Like, so sort of always like, kind of seems like the natural transition. Obviously, played all my footy at Central, um, sort of as a kid, and then and then come through. I grade there for sort of eight or nine years, and then it kind of seems like a natural transition. You kind of just go, Dudley's literally just down the road. Um, you cruise down to the pub side and, and have a bit of a swan song. Um, for, I, I wasn't, I'd never planned on playing. I, I went out, me and a good mate started a business, Scuff Old Business, about two, two and a half years ago. And uh, I, I'd finished up with footy sort of when that started for the first time ever, kind of decided that uh, I can't get hurt and need to focus on work. and. Um, had had sort of eighteen months of that, and as you do, you get the itch and the body starts to feel alright again. And then and then Cookie, Cookie reached out, said he got the job, and didn't want to come down and have a run. And oh, I, I had always thought for a long time 
I wanted to sort of have a run at the Magpies before I finish up for good. And um, yeah, the, the, the club's always had a really good reputation of, uh, of a bunch of blokes that know how to have a good time, but also not a bad footy side either. Like you know, they've won uh, grand final. I think their last one was 2012, but they're always in the mix. Um, they're always put up there around A grade, or if they're not, they're, they're competing in B grade. And um, good bunch of blokes and. It's been every, it's been everything that I thought it would be, and probably more, mate. Like the, the club's so well run. Like um, they've got the facilities down there. Like going to watch a, a game of footy at John Balcom over on a Sadiavo, like a sunny Sadiavo and Dudley. We played some Friday nights at the start of the year. It's such a good spot. Like they get great crowds. Um, they're lunatics. <laughs> it's just it's been so much fun. And like you say, like we've had a bit of an up and down year. Like we got knocked off a couple of times. We've had a few really good wins as well. So. Um, mate, really, really enjoyed it. Hey, really, really enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, it's cool. We're going to be there when the whips are cracking now. So we, we, we had a good win on the weekend and locked up third spot. Um, gives us two cracks at it coming into the finals. We're pretty healthy too. Um, we've got a nice big squad and nice mix as well. Like, there's a few, few old blokes like myself who like to think we know what's going on. And then there's a couple of younger guys that are pretty handy as well that are a bit quicker than us. And it's, it's exciting, mate. I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks. Certainly is, mate. So I'll give you a bit of an honour roll, mate. 2005 was the last A-grade premiership. Okay, um, there you go. I think, I think looking at my maths here, yeah, 2005, 2002, 2001. Uh, last they might pre- want a B-grade in 2012, maybe. B-grade, a C-grade in 2012, uh, B-grade yeah. in 2017, which uh, they beat Katara, and I believe the, ilu- the illustrious sex symbol slash real estate agent that is Jacob Hosking was a, uh, a key part of that. He was, he was. He's floating around this year. We call him Hosky Shred now. He's trimmed right down. So he's, he's, run, he's running he marathons and things. He, mate, do, do you know yeah. a dark secret that not many people know about young Jacob? Yeah, young Jacob used to wear run around in that pink jersey that you've seen me in a few times. It's now a yellow one. Once upon a time, and was bloody good at it too. I didn't. I didn't know that. He's. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know that because I don't know but the way he speaks to some of the rest sometimes. And I shouldn't say that. He, he, he's a good boy, Hosko. He, he's very well behaved. Son yeah. of the mule. He is, mate. He's, uh, he's going good too. He's playing good footy. Best, best looking of the uh, of the of the two young Hosking boys, mate. Um, and also, mate, one of the episodes we talked Sambo Columns before, mate. Those two boys, I had them on a couple of years ago. Two of the greatest quotes I've ever had between the two of them. I think it was Sambo who told us Hitler might have been misunderstood. And when we asked Hosko about, um, you know, obviously his old man's nickname, <laughs> his uh, quote was, you know, whether the, you know it's genetic. He said, "No, nah, I got my mum's dick." So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the boys have got away with words. Two legends. Oh, that's outstanding. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. Right, um, in terms of it as well, a few, a few other guys have come on board this year. Um, we, I, I mentioned uh, Liam Boney before, Hudson as well, Ryan Weatherall. Ryan Weatherall, I think, finished equal leading try score alongside Fletcher Myers, who he'll probably uh, square up against this weekend. Um, mate, uh, some of those boys coming in as well has probably added a, a different element of flair to the team as well. They like to play a bit of freewheel and footy. Yeah, it's been, it's been awesome to watch. Frustrating times. Oh, sorry. Cut out. It's been frustrating times because I'm, I'm as you know, mate. I'm, I'm 31, and there's a few of us older blokes in the team that. And, and to Cookie's credit, he's done nothing but back them. The boys love to throw the footy around and score some like wild long range tries. But then the other side of the sword is there. You, you, you do spill the ball a bit, and then blokes like me, I, I've got a bit of a short fuse. I don't like tackling any more than I have to. <laughs> but. And you know, like I said, like Cookies back them, and and they've mate, they've won, like you said, like Rhino scored that many tries, and we're going like the, the boys back themselves. Like we can be thirty out, and if we get a bit of a quick play the ball, they're happy to go. Um, more often than not, they stick, but sometimes they don't. I, I like to spit the dummy, and 
I don't, like I said, I don't like tackling any more than I have to. But um, but we do look back our defence as well. Like you know, the boys, the boys are going to throw the ball around, and we've got to be willing to uh, if we do drop it to, to back ourselves to defend that, which we have done. Um, especially the back half of the year, too. I think we probably struggled a little bit at the start of the year that transition. But we're doing a good job now. Like we sort of know that. All right, if that's how we're going to play, we've got to be willing to um to turn to you know play the other side of the footy as well. So it's been good. Been a lot of fun, like uh, yeah, good fun to play with. That is some fucking very, very freaking stuff. Sorry for the swearing. This is no, that's all right, mate. That's all right. We're, we're a grown up podcast. It's all good. Uh, no, it is, yeah, no, they're, they're very yeah, it's so so natural. Eh? Like it's just it's, you know stuff that like you just you want, and even at like training and stuff, and then they do stuff that they don't even do with training. On a game day, you just go like, what the fuck, like. Yeah, it's good. It's good to watch. It's good to be a part of. Mate, I'm just having a look here at the leading try scorers. As I said, Ryan and Jackson equal first. Rob Ty second. Hudson Boney third. Yeah. Yeah. I, scro- yeah. I, scro- <laughs> I scroll a fair way down the list, and I, and I notice on three tries of the season. Now, what a crew of people this is. Tim Christie, Heath Donahue, Chris Marlborough, Dave Dryden, and Josh Nielsen. What a crew. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised I got that many. <laughs> I, I, I reckon someone, someone's given Dave Dryden someone else's tries. I reckon he, someone's given him a couple of Woody Baker's tries or something. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Mar- Marlborough's normally good for a few more than that as well. So, uh, He's, he, I mean, a, a bit like the rest of us, mate. He's getting older and slower, I reckon. And a bit like Heathy Donahue, who's, mate, uh, that, those, those tries is more times than he's been on side this season, Heathy, so... An illustrious company down the bottom of the table. Three's not three's not a bad haul, mate. I'm I'm, I'm happy with three. That's so, I, the start I, of the year. I reckon that's that's three times better than most of my seasons. I used to just get one and then still do the nudie run, just because. Well, I like like to get nude, but I wanted to prove that I didn't have to do it. <laughs> I'm just I won't have to. I think my last. Oh, I reckon my last four mad Mondays at Central, I end up on the nudie run. They're not scoring tries, so I'm just supposed to uh, supposed to get off it this year. I'll be keeping the kid on for him. Mate, you, you, you've normally got a pretty good get-up. Have you got, uh, and I don't want you to reveal it on here because it's obviously the build-up, but you've got something good in the pipeline for Mad Monday? Uh, Costume-wise? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can't wait. I haven't had one for a couple of years, so um, yeah, see- I'm very, we, had COVID, we had COVID and then, uh, then I didn't play, so... Um, then I'm, I'm, I'm itching for this season. I can't wait. That man, Sam Collins, we talked about before, used to be a, a pretty solid performer. But, uh, mate, it's something I think the young blokes today just don't put the same effort into. Like, I used to plan my Mad Monday costume from, like, April. Yeah, yeah. If you do it, if you do it right, you, you, should be, you should be, you know, you should be giving yourself a good month, sort of six weeks for it to come in from, from the States or, or wherever you're getting it from. And, like I say, putting a bit of thought into it. Um, and it always is well appreciated, too. The, the blokes would go the extra mile. Um, everyone really appreciates it, and then the other side of it too. Oh, the other side of it too is when you are uh, if you half ass it, so it's not good. That's another tip for young players: put uh, put a bit of thought in your Mad Monday question. <laughs> yeah, exactly right, mate. Uh, I think my favourite one ever was going dressed as Ags, who used to be our water runner, Glen Agland at uh, Lakes when I played there. That was uh, that went down well. I think that same year, Boltsy was came as Chappelle Corby's old man with the boogie board bag with grass clippings. That was. There's been some good Very ones, good. and we look forward to some photo submissions early in the day, guys, when we get to Mad Monday times. Um, we don't need anyone, uh, you know, without their costume pristine and, and bits hanging out. Let's, let's actually talk some footy, mate, some real footy. Let's have a look at this weekend's finals. Uh, it is week one of the finals in the Newcastle and Hunter, and you've got both A-grade finals at Waratah Oval, which is uh, really great, apart from for you guys, because you're playing at the opposition's home field. But they finished second, so it's not one of those situations where we quite often see where the team finishing lower because of how they do the lower Hunter finals uh, get us a bit stitched up. So 
Mate, uh, the 3 o'clock game, South versus Windale. Windale have had a tough season numbers-wise. They managed to regroup. Uh, put a pretty good showing in last week against Dora Creek. The score probably didn't do them justice. I think with uh, about 15 to go or so, they were still only two or three tries behind, and then Dora Creek just put the absolute foot on the accelerator and blew it away to a 50-point margin. Um, Waratah, they didn't have a game last week. Uh, you guys, though, got the win over South, so uh, surely Sambo will have his boys back up for this one. Yeah, yeah, you'd, you'd think so, mate. Like they were, they were a little bit off. Mate, a few, I think a few of the big names out. Like I don't think Marcus Gore didn't play, and um, they had, like David Dryden wasn't there as well. So obviously that does a lot for him in the middle. Um, but window, yeah, mate. Like like you said, from from all reports, I think they were only like down by a couple of tries after a good hour there against Gore as a fair showing. And like you said, they've just sort of struggled for numbers this year, um, and it's hard against a quality side like that. But they'll be up for it, mate. They, they, they'll fancy themselves like. They sort of slipped in the fifth spot there. Um, that footy club, they're just an ever say dry footy club. There's a lot of, lot of sort of old heads there, like you said. Corey Baker, everything Donahue, pretty experienced. Um, they'll know sort of what they need to do if they're going to get the job done. Cause a bit of an upset there. But like you say, South will, um, South will, South will probably want to bounce back after last weekend. They, they, they give it luck in the first round. They're, they're a very good footy side and probably, probably a bit better side than what they showed us, um, on the weekend. And we were up for it too. Like it was our old boys day and, we had Brendan and Emma Walsh come in and speak to us before the game, so we were well and truly fired up for that. So, I, you know, I wouldn't take too much into, um, from South form into that one. So it'll be a good game. It's, it's going to be a good weekend of and us and the Cheaters. Yeah, mate, it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, and as we say, you uh, 4.45, mate. Uh, it'll be getting the, uh, the lights will be on uh, by the full time of this one to, to wrap it up. The last game of, I think, five maybe on the day there at Waratah. Waratah against yourselves. Mate, um, it's been a, a pretty cracking season from both sides and certainly both stepping up into class into you know being in this top three of the A grade under, I guess, some new looks. There's been some bumps for a few sides involved, but you're now out there and uh, this one's going to be an absolute cracker, mate. There's some, some stack talent on both sides and uh, I reckon it'll be freewheeling footy on both teams knowing with the Simon boys and a few of those guys and then you've got the bonies and the weather all in your side, mate. Um, if you want to watch attacking footy, that's going to be the place to be uh, at 4.45 on Saturday. Normally my bedtime, but I'm still I'm going to be very good to be playing uh, that late and out there under the lights. It's going to be a lot of fun, and that they give it to us last time we played. But it was one of them games that sort of like we were really good in patches and, and really contested, and then they just kind of got it over us in patches. And uh, but yeah, a lot of blokes who like to throw the footy around and, and um, from kind of anywhere in the park. So it could be like the old Toyota Cup scores, mate. This one could be anything. <laughs> I'm definitely going to the overs. I think. And, uh, uh, and maybe, maybe some fun. and yeah. maybe some bluey blow ups. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. If I'm uh, if I'm having to do repeat check, you'll see me sulking. But um, no, nah, it's going to be a lot of fun, mate. It's a, this is why you play footy for this time of year, and um, everyone's pretty revved up. And I think everyone realistically probably thinks they're a chance. Um, like, of, of you know, anyone on their day can probably do it. I think I think that's sort of fair to say. So it's an exciting time of year, mate. I'm, I know all the boys at Dudley are pretty revved up about Daddy. I know the Waratah boys will be too, so it's going to be a good game of footy. Yeah, it's going to be an absolute cracker. Plenty of blokes that know each other on both sides. I'm uh, thinking it's going to be uh, one of the games of the year so far, and uh, the winner gets the task of taking on Dora Creek next week for a shot in the grand final, which will be exciting, mate. You touched about 4.45 being after your bedtime, mate, so just one last thing to wrap up. I put a call out very late asking if anyone had any questions, and, a, and a, this is a Twitter, Instagram username, underscore D-J-O-S-E-13. Drew, I'm going to say Jose or Jose. Um, oh, Drew Jones. Yeah, yeah he, he's, he said he's bluey working tomorrow. It's well past the big fella's bedtime. 
I'm renowned for it, mate. I'm such a cat. I go to bed so early. It's, uh, that's all those hours that game. you burnt. That's all those hours you burnt in your, in your early youth, like me, mate. I'm the same now. I'm happy normally if I'm not recording a podcast, mate. Nine o'clock in bed, just ready for a sleep. I roll out. I'd rather roll out early in the morning these days. Yeah, I think I owe myself. Um, I owe myself a few. So yeah, no, but it's good, mate. It's um. Just got to get ready for the weekend now. That's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> yeah, I love it, mate. Before we go, one last thing, mate. I do want to give a shout-out to a guy who's always engaged with us um, from your club, and, mate, he's the, the heart and soul behind the club in uh, Bridgie. Um, Cody Bridges, mate. Yeah. Uh, was it was it a fearsome man in the, in the front row? I wouldn't want to run at him when he was wandering around in the lower grades at Central and Dudley himself, but, mate, has aptly jumped behind the, um, behind the scenes there and he's doing a great job running the club with some of the charity days and everything else that you guys have done. So just a quick shout-out to him and, and the guys behind the scenes there, mate, because without them, you guys don't have a club. They, they do. They do an incredible job down there, mate. We call – we sort of – it's sort of tongue-in-cheek, but Bridgie's got the nickname this year, Frank Panisi. Like, we just call him Panisi because, obviously, the, the football manager down there at the Melbourne Storm and everything – Everything he's credited with. Um, Bridgie, Bridgie sort of, I don't know, he, he's a fair operator. Like, you sort of get, like you say, you get a bit older and you get a bit of more of an appreciation of what it takes to get a footy team on the paddock every week. And when you're young, you think you just kind of turn up and get a jersey and then you piss off and get on the piss and that's it. And as you get older, you get a bit more of an appreciation for how much time and effort the volunteers put in to, you know, setting up canines and marking fields and, um, you know, strappers and like everything, mate, and then cleaning sheds after games and making sure beer fridges are full and getting sponsors in and looking at it. And, like, it doesn't just happen, mate. And, and you know, there's, there's Bridgie and, and there's an army of people. And that's not just our footy club. That's, that's, it. that's every single footy club, um, whether it's Lower Hunter or, or, you know, first grade or right through. Um, you know, we're very, very fortunate to have people so we can, we can turn up and have a game of footy and, the schooners afterwards. So, yeah, we're very fortunate, mate. Bridgie's, Bridgie's the man. Bridgie's definitely the man. Panisi. He, he certainly is. He hasn't spoken to me since I was on the touchline at South, but we'll leave that well enough alone, and I'm sure we'll, he and I will catch up around grand finals and semifinals. He's a good man. As are you, mate. Appreciate you jumping on, um, and if, if there's some tiny portion of our listener base that haven't discovered the Daily Blue yet, then get amongst it, um, and also your weekly pod, just so that you can laugh at Gabe's inability to eat basically any food that a normal human enjoys. He's got the palate of a uh, of a of a child. It's hilarious. He's twenty five years old. So appreciate. It. Thanks for having us on. And um, well, I'm sure I'll sometime in the next couple of weeks. Sounds like a plan, mate. Thank you again. Good on you, Chrissy. Thanks, mate. Well, that is a wrap on episode 28 of season 5 of League Castle and what an episode it's been. A big thank you to our sponsors who help bring you the content every week. Of course, Sharp DS, Central Coast, our major sponsors, Shipley Meats at Rutherford and Lake Macquarie Forklift Services, three great partners we've had on board throughout season 2023 and we really appreciate their support and their efforts because, as I say, we wouldn't be here without them. A big thank you to this week's guests and what a lineup it was. We had a rising star from Lakes United in Will Botham, uh, a podcaster extraordinaire who's appeared alongside the Eighth Immortal and Matt Nable in TV ads now in Josh Bluey Nielsen, and the man who admittedly knows very little French but is moving to France under the guidance and translation support of Luke Higgins in Jacob Affleck, a very risky manoeuvre if you ask us, but... We'll leave them to discover France and uh, I'm sure France will never be the same once the two of them have been over there for a season. We look forward to hearing some more. And last, 
but certainly not least, the illustrious Josh Spiegelman, a.k.a. the Stats Man. He is the backbone of the podcast every week, and we love what he does in terms of pulling it apart. The wonderful game of rugby league and giving you the statistical insights that we know you all enjoy. So a huge episode and a big thanks to all of them. Big thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening in. And make sure to get down to your local rugby league grounds this weekend. We have plenty of action around. We have the final series continuing in the Hunter Valley Group 21 competition. We also have the Denton Engineering Cup competitions heating up across all three grades with games on Saturday at Maitland Sports Ground and Sunday at Cessnock at Baddeley Park. So we're looking forward to those. The Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League kicks off with finals at Cardiff, Waratah and Karua, and there's certainly plenty to come with that competition. And, of course, the Central Coast competition, they really hit the business end. Their grand finals are this Sunday at Woi Woi Oval. The main game, the first grade decider, 3.50pm between Erina and Tookley. Tookley looking to go back-to-back. Erina looking to get revenge. It's a replay of last year's grand final, and that one will be an absolute belter on Sunday. So we look forward to seeing how it plays out. But whatever your favourite competition is, get down, check it all out this weekend. And, of course, I've missed the new, the Newcastle Maitland Region women's there semi-finals. We played at Carl Oval on Saturday as well. Apologies. But plenty of footy all around. It's heating up. The temperature's heating up and it's a perfect time of year to really bring home what has been a phenomenal 2023 football season. So get down, enjoy your local footy and we look forward to chatting all things local rugby league with you again next week. We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to League Cup, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League.